Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and Realnurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and this is the Lockbox Podcast. I am here with Mr. Bobby Martins, and it is an honor to take a little bit of time out of this man's week because he is very busy. I'll let you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're from. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me, Jeff. And I am from the San Diego market, originally from Boston, moved out here 1984, got into real estate in 2002, right after 9-11, which was uh, an interesting time to get into the business. But then once rates went down, the market went nuts. And uh, so I really got to learn the environment of a busy market. So this, mm-hmm. to me, the market that we're in right now almost seems a little busier than it was before, uh, maybe because there's more buyers floating around than before, is in my opinion. But uh, but yeah, I've been selling real estate now for about 20 years. I have a small team here in San Diego that I run, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> small team but high producing. Bobby is I, being I modest. Yeah, he's not only top one percent in San Diego; he's top one percent nationwide. So yes. Bobby is yeah. is top in the industry, and that is who I want to feature on the Lockbox podcast. The podcast. The whole concept is I want to give action items for success to those who are aspiring to be successful in the real estate industry. And by interviewing top 1% mortgage brokers, real estate brokers, and unlocking those secrets, those little action items to success, that's what I really want to share with the community. So really glad to have you on today. And I'm curious, Bobby, what got you into real estate? You know, a mutual friend of ours actually got into real estate, uh, (laughs) Mr. Aaron Taylor out in Las Vegas. And I watched him get into the business and, you know, his personality was so good for real estate. And uh, him and I are very similar human beings. And so he had great success with it. I always loved real estate, you know, loved looking at houses and and I love people. So it would seem like a natural fit. You know, but there's a lot of people in our industry that are great with people, but then how do you segue that into actually close transactions mm. and uh, being able to do what we want to do, which is sell a lot of houses? It's not easy. There's a lot of competition out there. and But, you know, the cream of the crop rises to the top. There are a lot of secrets. First secret, show up. If you just show up and do the tasks, your success, you know, has like a 99% you know, success ratio. If you don't show up and you don't have the time blocking to, to that, you know, because one of the things that when I coach agents, I see the most is they have these lofty goals and they say, I want to mm. sell $50 million worth of real estate. Okay, great. Let me see your schedule. And then it's like, huh? What do you mean my schedule? Okay. Well, tell me about your day. What do you do? Oh, well, you know, wake up at about like eight thirty, nine o'clock. And then, you know, I might hit the gym you know, I got to get the, my kids off to Zoom school or whatever, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, that's not a winning schedule. You know, winning right. schedule is waking up at four thirty, five o'clock every morning. And, you know, which sounds crazy, but that's what you have to do to be successful. That's what I'm doing. And I've already have built something. Right. right. And so so I'm still doing it to this day. To, you got to start early. That's always, you know, the first thing. Show up, 
have a schedule and then have clear, precise action items that you want to do every day. Yeah. You know, so that's really the key thing is money-making activities on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not talking about like spending three hours on a really cool flyer. You know, that's not something that a real estate agent or a mortgage broker should be doing with their day. It's, you know, they've got to be on the phones, talking to people, contacts equals contracts. That's a saying that Mm. one of my mentors taught me very early on contacts equals contracts. The more people you talk to, more people you get in front of the better chances you have to actually get contracts out of it. And you can't make money without the contract. So it's really just plugging people into the system that you have created for your clients to make things smooth for them. And But it starts with you having your own system to manage your day-to-day activities. You know, and I use the acronym WIN, what's important now? So if you look at every single day of your life and every single minute, Ask yourself, what's important now? What is the most important thing that I can be doing to help better my situation, to make my life better? And it really comes down to, you know, the money-making activities and staying off of social media. You know, that's a time suck that a lot of real estate agents have right now. You know, there's so many different platforms. You know, do you get leads from TikTok? Do you get them from Facebook? You know, now you got Clubhouse. Oh my God. Now it's like all this crap. It's it's unbelievable. And it's all designed to distract you from what you really need to be doing, which is belly with clients, picking up the phone, calling people, seeing how they're doing, especially now, you know, the outreach program is the single most important thing you can be doing with all of your clients. You got to be so. I want to stop you there because that is exactly where I want to go next. So you've already dropped so much gold in the first three, four minutes, but um, right. And talked about distraction. The single most important thing we can do today that will attribute to your success, in my opinion, is focus, focus on those income producing activities. You know, the yeah. wealthiest people in the world were asked, what was the single most important thing that the trait that attributed most to your success? And they all wrote down focus right? So our ability to eliminate those distractions and focus is so important. But my question to you, Bobby, is what is the single most important action that you take every day that has attributed most to your success? Okay. So besides waking up? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So besides waking up, besides showing up, I think it really comes down to, honestly, I'll give people a very simple, easy thing to do. An Excel spreadsheet. Okay. You put your hottest people into this Excel spreadsheet. So all of us have a CRM of some sort, right? You know, it doesn't matter which one it is. The one that you're using is the best CRM out there. Right. But good leads get lost in your CRM sometimes. Okay. Mm. I have 12,000 leads in my CRM. It's hard to keep track of the best leads in there when you have that many leads. And so, so I take the very best leads and I put them into this, into my, uh, into a spreadsheet and I break it down into active buyers, active, active sellers, you know, and then also pending sales, closed sales. So I can track all my closed sales activity and it shows me my income every single, I know exactly where I'm at all the time. How many houses sold, what, you know, how much volume, how much commission to me, how much commission to my team. And that's important to me. Like for team leaders out there, if you're not tracking what your people are making, then I guarantee you, your people are, and they will leave if you're not making sure they're making money. So if Mm. you're not tracking it, they're not tracking it. 
at the end of the year, they're going to look at their numbers and say, man, you know, this is not, you know, working out. And so I like to look at that. I want to see, you know, are the people that have trusted me with their livelihood, are they making money? And if they're not, then I'm on a mission to get them deals. But with this spreadsheet, it's basically all about low hanging fruit. If you every single day look at, again, going back to what's important now, these are the people that have already told me, these are my hot buyers, warm buyers. They've already told me they're ready. And so that's what I look at every single morning. And if I haven't talked to somebody in a few days or whatever the case may be, I'm always in contact with my hottest leads. Doesn't mean I forget about all of the other people in the CRM. You still need right. to communicate with them. But maybe you're communicating with a, a mass email with an update on the market instead of, you know, picking up the phone and calling, you know, all 3,000 of them or whatever, you know, so, right. so a lot of different ways. And I know you're really good at automation, Jeff, and you're really good at Thanks. communicating to the masses. And so, uh, so yeah, we have to start doing more of that because there's only so, so many hours in the day. You've mm-hmm. got to be working with the people who are ready and willing and able to do it now. And, you know, again, doesn't mean you don't, you can't forget about those other people. You still got to make those calls. Still got to keep in touch with them. But the uh, CSV file, the Excel spreadsheet, that has, you know, I've been keeping something like that for 10 plus years. And I call it my takedown list. You know, these are, <laughs> these are the people I want to take down. I want to get them to their best property, get them, you know, moved into either a bigger property, smaller property, whatever the case may be. That's so interesting. You know why it's interesting to me is because it almost seems old school at this point to be mm-hmm. updating Excel spreadsheet manually when we have so many software, digital tools. But as you mentioned, one of the big downsides of software and digital is that you put something in there, it has amazing notes, and now you can go forget about it for five years because mm-hmm. it's cleanly, neatly filed away, tucked away in this one note, in this one contact, and it's really easy to just let it get buried. Mm-hmm. But the value of that spreadsheet is you have your eyes on it every day it comes back to the concept of knowing your numbers, mm-hmm. right? And when I had my most success as a sales rep, I was actually all on paper. I had this call sheet with little follow-up notes and little things like that called left message one, left message two, and it was all handwritten, but it was on one sheet right in front of me. And I didn't let simplicity. it get buried. Yeah, yeah no, simple. simplicity. And yep. you know, when I make the calls or when I'm looking at that takedown list every morning, you know, I have my CRM up on one screen and then I have the, it's look at it as a, a whiteboard that you can take everywhere with you. Cause you know, some agents, they like to do what I'm just talking about. They put it on a, a whiteboard at the office. Sure. Well, the problem with that is you can't take everywhere with you. And uh, I want to be able to update, you know, on a fly on my laptop, wherever, mm-hmm. uh, wherever I'm at. So I like the idea of doing it on the spreadsheet. So that makes sense. That makes sense. And you did mention touching the rest of your sphere of influence as well. So my, my next question is, what is the percentage of referral business compared to new business? And then what systems do you have in place to increase the amount of referrals that you receive? So nothing beats great service that right. isn't salesy. Okay. Right. So I've been building a buyer business, uh, book of business for a long time. You know, I'm known as a great buyer's agent, someone who can put deals together, you know, even if there's 10, 15 offers. I know how to cut through the bullshit to get to what a seller wants, what a seller's agent wants. And so I've really spent a lot of time on the buy side. 
And that's important because those are your future sellers. And so when I help these people, it was never pressure of like, oh, you got to buy this property. It was always in the best interest of them. You know, and I told, I would always tell them, I'm not attached to the outcome. If this isn't the right house for you, no problem. And I kept looking, I would send them properties. Hey, just so you know, this one just came on. What do you think? You know, that to them showed that it wasn't about the commission. And so the mm. second you make it about the commission, they know it and they feel it. And so first and foremost, give great, great service to every single client and be knowledgeable and don't be salesy. If you don't know something, say, hey, you know what? I'm going to let me look into that before I give you my answer, because I want to make sure I'm looking at this at all angles. You're not saying you don't know it. You're just going to do some research. Okay. Use Google, research it, talk to your mentor, you know, your broker, and, you know, make sure you're making the right decision. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think nothing beats good service. As far as follow-up, you know, I mean, we do stay in contact. We throw parties every year. You know, we, we do smaller parties and bigger parties. Obviously right now we're out of business from that perspective. We don't get to, mm-hmm. to do those things right now here in California, but, uh, you know, hopefully one day we'll, we'll get there again. But social media is something that I use quite regularly. Facebook, mostly. That's where a lot of my client base is at. So I do become friends with clients on Facebook, or I try to anyways, you know, keep that relationship going because it's usually agents that forget about the clients. It's not the other way around. And sometimes it's hard for people or an agent to re-engage somebody they haven't talked to in a while. And it almost feels like disingenuine, like, oh man, I, like I haven't talked to this person in three years. I sold them that house three years ago and I haven't talked right. to them, you know? And so there's never too soon or never, if you ever are in that situation, you just have to, you know, just cut the cord and say, you know what, I'm going to reach out to this guy and just say, hey, I know it's been a while. You know, I'm really sorry that I haven't followed up with you in, in a bit. Just wanted to say hi, see how things are going. You know, how's the house fitting your needs? You know, and see, and just kind of creating that conversation. Is there anybody that I can help ask for the referrals? So that's one thing that I don't think there's enough going on out there. Everybody's relying on lead generation. Okay. How many leads can I get into my CRM from online? If you look at it, the people who are registering online, what are they doing? They are registering not on only my site, but probably four or five or six other agent sites. Right. And what are they doing? They're looking at the exact same properties on all of our sites. So we have to educate the consumer and really come from a place of, you know, like everybody has a dentist, everybody has a lawyer, everybody you know has a financial advisor. We need to be out there saying, you know, like, I want to be your realtor. If you were to do a transaction, who would you use? Ask people that question. You know? Simple and question. Simple question. And if they say, oh, well, Bobby, I'd use you, of course, you know, fantastic. Now you're putting them in the CRM as an A client because an A client would use you and they would refer you. And then you just ask a simple question. Who do you know looking to buy, seller or invest in real estate? I mean, it's the hottest. Everybody knows somebody right now. And, right. and referrals are not being used as much right now because we're not seeing each other as much. So people are relying mm. on the online game to generate those leads like, you know, in but again, you know, it's like you're working so hard to go after business. And I say this sometimes with my team, you know, I've never worked so hard to go after leads that are a, such a lower 
probability. And you know, you ask mm. like what percentage of our businesses like repeat and referral, it's about right. 50%. So our sphere, the people that we know, clients coming back, it's about 50% or so. And the only reason why that's the case is because I've gotten really good at generating online leads. So, so <laughs> we've been doing a lot of online lead generation business, which I'm not saying is bad. You know, it's just a different animal, different client, and you got to have the systems and processes in place to yes. be able to, to make it worthwhile because nothing's more frustrated than seeing leads come in and conversations not happening, appointments not being made, showings not happening, whatever the case may be. So it's, you got to have the system, the process, and, and more importantly, the people, because if you don't have the right people that can convert those leads, then it's a big waste of time. Right. And I do want to revisit that. That's a super important point. But where do you think the industry is going in the next, you know, five or 10 years? Like, what are you doing right now to set yourself up for future success? So it's pretty much going to be exactly what it's been like the last 20 years. Really nothing has changed. You know, you look at the new systems of selling homes like, hey, you know, you don't have to get your house ready. You don't have to do any of that stuff. We'll buy your house for cash. That whole system has been around forever. And so these new companies are trying to repackage it like it's something new and it's just mm -hmm. lipstick on a pig. So, so again, going back to like what realtors need to be doing, you get belly to belly with these people and you explain to them, look, you know, I'm not gonna say any specific websites, but right. whatever the website is, these are lead aggregators. All they're doing is getting between you and me, the, the consumer and the real estate agent. Everybody's still using a real estate agent. In fact, more people than ever by the stats, I'm not just making this number up, more people than ever are using a real estate agent with their transaction. So that's not going away, which is why one of the biggest websites has become a brokerage. They couldn't yep. beat us, so they're joining us. And what are they doing? they're gonna have the MLS IDX feed on their website. The same feed that's gonna be on my website and all these yep. other ones. So the consumer has to decide, do you wanna send 35% of your hard-earned money out of your city? Or do you wanna get direct, okay? Get, cut out the middleman, cut out the lead aggregator and get direct to the consumer or agent that yep. you wanna work with. So customers who may be watching this or, or home buyers or home sellers, you know, do your homework online and then call the agents directly through their own website. So that way the agents aren't getting charged 30, 35, 40% of the hard-earned money. Because if I have to send money out of my city, that's money I can't spend here. And I want to spend my money here. I'm a big tipper. If you've ever waited on me anywhere, I like to tip big. I like to take care of our local economy. And more than ever, we have to do that. Yes. Real estate professionals. I'm coaching all of my people to get out there and, and really educate the consumer on, on these recent changes. Because again, nothing has changed. Like the only thing that has changed from a technology standpoint, and this is great, more videos, more pictures, quality photos, agents are spending the money to list the house properly and which is good. So that's really all that's changed. You know, you got DocuSign, you got technology's made our job easier. And so to answer your question, where's the market going? It's the same, it's gonna be the same. Real estate agents will help out buyers and sellers. The one thing that I'm trying to focus on is, is really packaging up everything into an easy process. So mm -hmm. that way, when they come to us, 
If there needs to be done to the property, we have the resources to get it done quickly, help them get it done. And then also at an affordable cost, because there are a lot of expensive contractors out there that take too long and then they charge too much. Right. And then the homeowner says, well, now I got to raise my price because it just cost me too much to fix up my house. <laughs> so anyways, the other thing that I think is happening with the market is bigger teams are developing. The consumer is moving at such a rapid pace. Agents need to create that process for a quick response. You know, and so in my team, every single person we're helping, there's two agents really helping them. Myself, actually sometimes three, myself, my team leader, and the agent. So, mm. so think about that from a service level. Someone's always there to open up a door. Someone's always there to answer a question. And in this kind of environment where things are moving fast, that's important. And so going back to like team versus solo agent, a solo agent can't keep up with that. You know, if your client needs to get into the property in two hours and you're at your kid's soccer game, someone needs to pick up that slack. And if you don't have that, then you're going to lose that client, especially in a market like this. Right. And that makes complete sense. You mentioned service, which is a key word to you. I read in one of your online profiles that your love language is service. <laughs> That's right. Do you consider love language, uh, disc, you know, core values index, any of those personality profiles when you're interacting with prospects? Oh, absolutely. I, I do a lot of disc profiles for people who join the team. I've done a, a million disc profiles on myself over the years to learn how I can best communicate. And, you know, absolutely services by far my biggest love language. I, I do get a sense of satisfaction of helping somebody and, you know, and everybody's different. So, you know, like I'm the type of person I want to be talking to the consumers more. And if you're not that way, if you're a high D and you're very disciplined, but, you know, maybe you're not the best personality, you know, then you need to have a lot of people that have that service language in their vocabulary because, you know, that you need something to offset yourself. And so, mm. but I, so I do think it's important to really get it, identify with who you are and understand, you know, what you bring to the table. But I've been in customer service for 30 years now. And so, uh, so I do love, love helping people. You get a certain, certain gratification. And when you put the people in front of all else, that's when the money comes in like crazy. Because and if you do it year after year after year, that's a, a different level, you know? Yeah, makes sense. With that being said, that then generates referrals. Like you mentioned, the number one way to generate referrals is great customer service. And yeah. so you having that focus and knowing your strengths, but then having the team to support in other areas, it creates that great buying or selling experience, which then you're the no-brainer to refer to their friends and family. Plus, yeah. you're the best looking guy in real estate. For those that <laughs> for those that are just listening on the podcast or not watching on YouTube, you're missing out on Bobby Martin's mug. <laughs> it, look at this guy. Oh, man. man. That's funny. So <laughs> what's been your most profitable lead generation source other than referrals? I know every agent is talking about lead gen, lead gen. I actually put a survey out there to thousands of agents on LinkedIn. And the survey responses to the question, what's the number one thing holding you back from not closing more transactions? The number one thing, 60% of them said, not having a consistent flow of qualified leads. So I know that Every agent that's aspiring for success listening to this podcast is looking for some nuggets in that area. And I'm really curious, other than referrals, because 
referrals are tried and true. They've been around forever. They're going to be here forever. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, what's been so, your most profitable lead source? So actually Facebook, you know, when you look at not just the ad portion of it, which the ad portion, it can be hit or miss. It's more the, the social aspect of it, you know, making sure that you're building, you know, like look at it as almost a CRM to some extent, but it's a, a much more tangible CRM because you get to really communicate on a higher level with people. They get to know you, you get to know them. And so commenting on their, on their posts, being engaged in their lives, I think is smart. Looking for life events is also another thing that's smart. When people get engaged, people get married, divorce, you know, deaths in the family, things like that. You know, those are, that's an opportunity for you to shine as a human being, as a person and, you know, either congratulate them or send them something of value. We use uh, send out cards for a lot of like baby pictures and things like that, that, you know, we'll use that and we'll put it into uh, the card and send that to them. And, you know, this is a nice thing to do. Not again, this is not everybody's style. This is more my right, style. Right, right. I want to, I want to make people feel good. That's always been me, you know? And so it makes me feel good to make others feel good. So Facebook is definitely one. I've been a, a partner with Zillow for a long time as well. Not a huge account, you know, but uh, so I've done some work with Zillow. But other than that, you know, just really uh, staying in touch with your database. Open houses have been really a good source. In the very beginning of my career, I did a lot of open houses. And to this day, I still am in contact with a lot of these people that I helped you know, helped get into a home and they've become repeat business, you know? And so, so I would say open house is definitely another big one. Okay. Which that again, was, you can't do right now, which sucks. You can't do right now. So you yeah. lean back on the Facebook and I always looked at social media as a way to, it's a ninja way to stay top of mind because exactly. you don't always have to have a direct response comment or, Hey, call me right now. If you're buying or selling a home, right? You yeah. can just give them a touch and it goes back to Gary V's jab, 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 right hook methodology, where you're just throwing jabs out there and people yeah. are like, oh, Bobby, I wonder how Bobby's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then in another couple months, because you commented on that baby photo and now they're in the market again, you just three months ago, they were looking at your, your profile picture and your name because you made that interaction, but it was indirect. Yeah. So I, I see a lot of value in that and I'm glad you brought it up. I know that we're running short on time here. So my last question for you is an important one. What bad recommendations do you hear given to other real estate professionals? Uh, that's a tough one because there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, there's, let me just put it this way. In general, there's a limiting belief that mm. a lot of agents possess. Okay. And so you see people on Facebook groups and they post questions about this or that. And you really get to see a wide range of answers. But the one commonality that I usually see is there's a lot of generalizations and there's a lot of people that just have limiting beliefs. And so what do they do? They put that negativity onto you. So I think it's, you know, the biggest thing is you got to protect your mind and mm. don't allow things in there that will prevent you from taking the action necessary to make that call, to make that, you know, to go up and door knock, whatever the case may be, you know, it, stop asking real estate agents, does this work? You know, I mean, there's right. reasons why people do everything. It's just, 
you have to find what works best for you. So that's why like if for me, like, for example, I don't like to cold call. I've never been a cold call in my entire life. So so why would I put myself out there like that to do that? Now, when I do talk to people, I can crush it, you know, but it's just not something I like to do. That's why I like more direct response type of advertising where they're, you know, maybe, you know, lo- looking to show one of my properties or, you know, they someone's responded to one of our ads. I'd much rather have warm calls all day long than yep. a bunch of cold calls. So you have to kind of determine what you want. But yeah, and I think just in general, there's just too many gurus. And, you know, the one thing that like, for example, a lot of people will say, well, you know, help investors go find homes to buy, to flip and things like that. And like, that's a different kind of animal. You know, that's not low hanging fruit. You know, I do the exact opposite. I'm asking the questions to find out who the people are that need to make a move, not want to make a move. Because buying a house in this market, you can't, it's a hard thing. So if someone doesn't have the motivation to stick with it, it's a waste of time. And so, so you have to really pick and choose who you spend your time with wisely in this type of market. So, but, uh, but yeah, I would just say in general, just, you know, just uh, the limiting beliefs in the industry need to need to go away. You know, Got there's, it. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat in this business. And, you know, you just have to believe in yourself, find what you love to do and do that. Do it a lot. Do it more than and better than anybody else. Yeah. Trust your gut with what feels right, what you do better than anyone yeah. else and really lean into that as long as it's an income producing activity. It makes total sense. Yeah. Well, hey, Bobby, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and let people know how to get in touch with you, because I'm sure there's a lot of agents out there that would love to either get some mentorship, talk more, maybe join your team. So go ahead and uh, let them know how to get in touch. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, we are looking for agents all over the country. We're helping build teams uh, throughout the country. My thing that I love, my passion is helping team leaders build a team and then helping team members become good team members. Okay. Because it is two different, two different philosophies, two different types of personalities. And so in my opinion, in the future, you're either on a team as a team leader, or you're going to be a team member. So you have to decide what you want to be. And each is okay. Cause some people, they don't want to be that front guy. They don't want to have to deal with all the stress and of running the business. So if that's you, then you're a perfect team member, but the key is then finding the right team. So I uh, mm. would love to chat with anybody. You can reach me on my cell anytime at 858-204-7259. And my email address is bobby at moveupsandiego. Excellent. Bobby Martins, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you and uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. All right, buddy. Thanks. Good times. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.